in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon. Right now it is 106 on this Wednesday, 106, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. This portion of the program on this Wednesday. Boy, that was heavy, heavy rain last night. I'm glad we just heard the uh, weather forecast. So it, um, boy, it's been, uh, it, it just, last I was out last night in uh, covering a story. I mean, now it's, it's balmy out, right? Fifty-two degrees. I'm looking at, and then, but the boy, the sunset is so early. For those people that like, feel like me, I like to go for a, like a run in the afternoon, and but not when it's sunset at four twenty-four. <laughs> Makes it very difficult. I don't like like running in the dark, but um, but anyhow, it does look to be some. Decent weather over the next couple of days. But this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge, an amazing meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. If you're listing right now, located right off of Route 146. All right, let's get to some of the sound. Now, obviously, last night, I mean, that was big. President Trump. Uh, no surprise, obviously, exactly what was happening. I also want to just check some current headlines here. Senator Mitch McConnell is reelected as uh, leader of the Senate, quashing Squ- uh, a challenge from Senator Rick Scott at the GOP midterm failures. Let me also see. Um, so McConnell stays in. Now, our military is still blaming is still blaming Russia for that the, the the bomb that ended up in Poland. So still gathering information on that, but they're they're basically saying that it seemed to be the result of the Ukrainian air defense missile that landed in Poland. So that that story is still developing, obviously. But I want to get to, um, let's hear, I want to also just check where we are the latest now with where the House breaks out. Because it, it sure sounds like already Seth Magaziner, who won CD2, it, it looks like he has failed as he promised to do. He said he was going to prevent Kevin McCarthy from becoming speaker. But it doesn't sound like that happened. But I want to just hear Ivanka Trump doesn't plan to be involved with the 2024 campaign. You know, her, she was a big part of 2016. Without question, she was a big part of 2016. But the media, they're not going overboard with that Trump announcement. So... All right, I want to play. This is the, um, I want to hear how it sounded. This is how it sounded on Good Morning America. So I thought it was, um, I thought it was a good night. As I've said, I think it went a little long. Let's listen to this. American elections, but now he's 
hoping voters will return him to power. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. Surrounded by loyalists and members of his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, Florida, Trump largely stuck to the script written by his advisors, boasting about his record as president, attacking Joe Biden, and for the most part, staying clear of the election lies voters soundly rejected in the midterm elections. America's comeback starts right now. Some fellow Republicans have blamed Trump for the party's failure to win big in the midterms. Trump acknowledged Republicans should have done better, but he said that was because Americans don't yet realize how bad things are under Joe Biden. The citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through, and the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. Trump's candidacy is clouded by multiple criminal investigations and lawsuits, from the investigation into the classified documents he took from the White House to a New York criminal investigation into his company. Just hours before he announced his campaign, Trump's longtime chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, took the stand describing how the company schemed to avoid paying taxes. Like many other Republicans, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu greeted Trump's announcement with a shrug. Whatever announcements may or may not be happening tonight, uh, frankly, nobody's going to care. But not long after Trump started speaking, President Biden posted a video portraying him as a threat to America. We will treat those people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons. There were some notable absences at Trump's big announcement in Mar-a-Lago. There were no members of Congress there except for Madison Cawthorn, who was about to leave Congress because he lost re-election, no governors. And Donald Trump Jr. wasn't there. Uh, he was out west hunting and said he had a hard time getting a flight back due to weather. And Ivanka Trump, the president's daughter, was not there. She put out a statement after the announcement saying, while I will always love and support my father, going forward I will do so outside the political arena. Remember, George, she was a big part of his last campaigns. She was a big part. Her and uh, Jared, that's Jonathan Carl on ABC. So now I also want to hear, let's hear how the Today Show treated the big announcement. It is interesting. Don Jr. was out west hunting. Eric Trump was there. Don Jr. was not there. Um, Focusing on her kids. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. She was, she was valuable to have out on the campaign trail. I attended rallies where Ivanka was there, and she, she definitely brought a lot uh, to it, and had a certain way about it that she, I think she added to it. And I'm going to play a little bit more from his uh, speech last night. I, I want to be really clear, folks. At one thirteen, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show. I, I thought last um, last night, I mean, in the first half hour, I thought he was he was cruising. But it um, I thought it went a little long, which I know he tends to do a little bit. He started to go off script a little bit. Um, all right. I want to hear this is how the Today Show treated it. Here's how the Today Show 
treated it. Jump on any potential Republican rivals and making news for largely staying away from 2020's election results. We'll break down what it all means for the next presidential race and the future of the Republican Party. Let's start with NBC's Garrett Haig, who was at the event last night in Florida. Hi, Garrett. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Yeah, there are still 10 uncalled House races from last week's midterms. And while those votes remain to be counted, Republicans only need to pick up one seat to claim a narrow majority in the House. While we wait for those votes, though, the most polarizing figure in American politics already turning the political calendar ahead to 2024. On stage at his South Florida estate, Donald Trump announcing the White House run he's hinted at ever since his 2020 election defeat. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. The former president impeached twice, including for his role in the January 6th insurrection, placing himself at the head of a movement to take power back for his supporters. This is our country, our government. Rolling out a second-term platform that included rolling back COVID mandates, implementing nationwide voter ID laws, and executing drug dealers. And attacking President Biden over Executing In two years, the Biden administration wow. has destroyed the U.S. economy. Biden firing back True. Twitter video overnight. I hope that the end can be so good You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. That's true. Now at the center of multiple investigations, yep. Mr. Trump said a weaponized justice system is the greatest threat to the U.S. We must conduct a top-to-bottom overhaul to clean out the festering rot and corruption of Washington, D.C. <laughs> Ah. I will tell you, I'm a victim. Mr. Trump's third campaign for the White House begins at a moment of political weakness, with many in his own party blaming him for Republicans' tepid midterm performance. We underperformed among independents and moderates because their impression of many of the people in our party and leadership roles is that they're involved in chaos, negativity, uh, excessive uh, attacks. Republicans have pointed to the losses by candidates who followed Mr. Trump's model of casting doubt on the 2020 elections and were worried he'd drag the issue back into the spotlight. But last night, Mr. Trump did not dwell on the past election. Perhaps no. Mr. Trump's chief rival for the Republican nomination, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, shrugging off Trump's recent attacks after his own big midterm win. I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. And Mr. Trump will run this race without the help of one of his closest advisors, his eldest daughter, Ivanka, who not only skipped last night's announcement, but afterwards released a statement saying that while she loves and supports her father, she won't be involved in politics going forward. Savannah? All right, so that's how, and I think that's pretty, I like to hear that. I like to hear how it's covered. I noticed they uh, included the Biden video that was put out overnight, and I don't... Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what else that we're going to do. Now, I want to go to some other sound. I saw this this morning. Former Vice President Mike Pence was on Fox and Friends, and he's got a new book, God Help Me. And here's what he had to say. You're going to hear this back and forth between Mike Pence and Fox News' Steve Ducey. Uh, I do. I honestly believe uh, that uh, we'll have better choices. Come 2024, you know, I, I don't think anybody better choices than Donald Trump. Uh, I do. All right, well, I, that that means he means himself. I also want to play this. Listen to this. This is new. Chuck Schumer. 
wants amnesty for 11 million illegals. This is insanity. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them. Because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. You know, we are not short on workers. Right now, good afternoon at 118. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Most business people, tell it's, it's not... That we are short on workers. The, the problem we face right now are there's so many people getting benefits that they simply don't want to work. And they got so much money, they don't need the second job. There are a number of people, maybe you're one of them. And, and you were working, you know, you have your regular job and you're working two, three nights a week at a second job. Because of all the COVID money that was thrown into the economy, those people said, I, I paid all my bills. I don't need to work that second job. So then people can't stay open. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Now, for your heating and cooling in Rhode Island, call Propane Plus today, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508 252 3359 Propane Plus. Folks, call them for heating and cooling. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery. They're going to serve you for a long time. They offer online billing. You get a free safety inspection. I implore you to go with Propane Plus. P-R-O-Pane. Propane Plus. Heating and cooling. They have a very user-friendly website. It's propaneplus.com, residential or commercial. Call them today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. All right, more sound. Now, this is the situation, and it's a, it's a serious one, without question. It is a very serious one, and it has to do with who exactly was responsible for the bombing that went into Poland. So, well, they're now saying, and this is our intelligence saying, they still feel Russia ultimately responsible for the Poland missile blast. Whatever the final conclusion can be, says General Austin. We're still gathering information, but we have seen nothing that contradicts President Duda's preliminary assessment that this explosion was most likely the result of a Ukrainian air defense missile that unfortunately landed in Poland. And whatever the final conclusions may be, the world knows that Russia bears ultimate responsibility for this incident. Russia launched another barrage of missiles against Ukraine specifically intended to target Ukraine's civilian infrastructure. This tragic and troubling incident is yet another reminder of the rec- recklessness of Russia's war of choice. Now, that's that's interesting that they're taking our government now, the view, meaning no matter what, 
they're still responsible because then Ukraine had to defend themselves. I mean, that's the way I that's the way I take that and read that. I'm going to read again in just a moment the uh, the the clip in the Valley Breeze that it sounds like that's what led to Democrats for Ashley Kalis is simply because of how much Dick Fossa, the chief of staff of Charlie Lombardi, dislikes Governor McKee over a dust-up they had. So now I want to go to, you wonder how it's going to play. How is President Trump playing on the view? All right, let's hear. I want to hear it a little bit. There's people that watch it. Real reason. This is the panel reacting to the Trump announcement on the view. It is a particularly happy crowd today. We're all a little bit giddy. You know what? So let's take a trip down memory lane. Remember back in the happier times of MAGA when Trump triumphantly descended down the escalator to announce he would make America great again? And remember how he'd have planes flying and crowds going wild at his rallies? Well, that was then. This is now. Okay? Watch. Hello, citizens. America's comeback starts right now. I like that. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. We will be attacked. We will be slandered. We will be persecuted just as I have been. But we will not be intimidated. We will persevere. And we, in the end, will win. Our country will win. We will win. He looks like he was about to fall asleep, didn't he? He's like, we will win. We will win. Good thing my pillow guy was there to help him with his head. But stupid. Low energy Jeb. Yes. And he's kind of like a defeated Mussolini sort of guy, you know? Yeah. And by the way, the pillow guy was one of the bigger names in attendance. There were no GOP big wigs there. The only one who was there was um, Madison Cawthorn, who's not even in office anymore. Yes. Uh, he showed up. It was so sad. Yeah. My heart breaks for poor Donald. Not. How about, how, about, uh, how about Ivanka not showing up? Oh, Ivanka. Yeah. That's his girl right there. That's his favorite. Yeah, he loves his right. girl. I, I'm like, not no listening thanks. to this trash. I'm a private citizen now. I want to spend time with my family. Where, where's the defense? How is that balanced? Wow. I thought I wanted to hear the person on the panel who would be defending him. Otherwise, it's just, you know, all the laughing. All right, I apologize, folks. I apologize. I, I thought we would hear some element of, there's going to be someone on the panel who was going to present that, I thought. But now, as far as there's still some races that are undecided. There are still some races that are undecided. I want to hear a little bit more of the um, the president last night. I mean, I I, I thought it I, as I said. I I think it went a little long. It went a little long. Um, I would have preferred it a little a little shorter. Um, but I want to. Um, I, I you know, he hasn't done it in a little while. 
So the, I, I don't know how many people actually watched the whole thing. So it certainly wasn't the way they portrayed it. Let me dip in a little bit. This was uh, President Trump last night. First of all, as I said, folks, he looked great. Flags look fantastic. 2024. The vicious ISIS caliphate, which no president was able to conquer, was decimated by me and our great warriors in less than three weeks, and al-Baghdadi, its founder, was hunted down and killed. North Korea had not launched... North Korea had not launched a single long-range missile since my summit with Chairman Kim Jong-un nearly three years before we developed a relationship and that's a good thing not a bad thing it's a good thing very good thing actually because look at what's happening today that's right my opponents made me out to be a warmonger and just a terrible person who would immediately go into war they said during the 2016 campaign that if he becomes president there will never be a war within weeks and we will have wars like you've never seen before it will happen immediately and yet i've gone decades decades without a war the first president to do it for that long a period the world was at peace america was prospering and our country was on track for an amazing future because I made big promises to the American people and unlike other presidents, I kept my promises. I kept I mean, I think that sounds pretty good. Get the crowd into it. Thank you very much. It wasn't over the top. Under our leadership, we were a great and glorious nation, something you haven't heard for quite a long period of time. That's right. We were a strong nation, and importantly, we were a free nation. That's right. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. For millions of Americans, the past two years under Joe Biden have been a time of pain, hardship, anxiety, and despair. As we speak, inflation is the highest in over 50 years. Gas prices have reached the highest levels in history and expect them to go much higher now that the strategic national reserves, which I filled up, have been virtually drained in order to keep gasoline prices lower just prior to the election. Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence there is no longer even a thought of dominance, and we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many That's of right. whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. Yep. And you know what that reason is. 
We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. Yep. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad. The United States has been embarrassed, humiliated, and weakened for all to see. The disasters in Afghanistan, perhaps the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country, where we lost lives, left Americans behind, and surrendered 85 billion dollars worth of huh. the finest wow. military equipment anywhere in the world huh. and ukraine which would have never happened if i were your president that's right or something yep that's right you got that right yep and even the democrats admit that Yep. That's something I've seen them admit over and over again. That's right. But our enemies are speaking of us with scorn and laughter and derision because of those two events. That's true. But there are many more. Even just today, a missile was sent in probably by Russia uh. to Poland, 50 miles into Poland. Uh. And people are going absolutely wild and That's crazy. Right. And they're not happy. They are very, very angry. That's right. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> was held in contempt by the British Parliament over Afghanistan. That's true. Thanks to the words of wisdom, he said... Thank you to the wrong country for inviting him to a major <laughs> summit on the environment, of all things. Yeah. Too funny, folks. Again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I don't know what they're talking about. I thought he was, he was this part of the speech. It was well written. It was well delivered. Right now it's 132. I, I, I thought he came out very strong. Um, you know. I mean, I I love the ad lib stuff about about Biden. All right, let me dip back into it a little bit. This is President Trump last night. I I thought it was a, I thought he did very very well. That was actually a country on another continent, and he's leading us to the brink of nuclear war—a concept unimaginable just two short years ago. You cannot mention the nuclear word; it's too devastating. The Green New Deal. And the environment, which they say may affect us in 300 years, is all that is talked about. And uh. yet nuclear weapons, which would destroy the world immediately, are never even discussed as a yep. major threat. That's Can right. you imagine? They say the ocean will rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 200 to 300 years. But don't worry about nuclear weapons that can take out entire countries with one shot. Something is wrong with their thinking under Biden and the radical Democrats. America has been mocked, derided, and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. It does not have to be this way. 
Two years ago, we were a great nation, and soon we will be a great nation again. The decline of America is being forced upon us by Biden and the radical left lunatics running our government right into the ground. This decline is not a fate we must accept. That's right. When given the choice, boldly, clearly, and directly, I believe the American people will overwhelmingly reject the left's platform of national ruin. That's right. And they will embrace our platform of national greatness and glory to America. Glory. Exactly one week ago, our citizens voted in the important midterm elections, and despite a ridiculously long and unnecessary period of waiting, far longer, in fact, than any third world country, just a short time ago, the Republicans won back control of the House of Representatives. That's right. Folks, President Trump, last night, you're listening live on the John DeFeatro Show. And it was with a great Trump-endorsed candidate, Congressman-elect Kevin Kiley, who is a fantastic person, a fantastic person, and I'm very happy it was his vote that did it. But we, so we now won back. This happened just an hour ago. Much criticism is being placed on the fact that the Republican Party should have done better, and frankly, Much of this blame is correct, but the citizens of our country have not yet realized the full extent and gravity of the pain our nation is going through. True. And the total effect of the suffering is just starting to take hold. Yep. They don't quite feel it yet, but they will very soon. That's right. I have no doubt that by 2024, it will sadly be much worse, and they will see much more... Clearly what happened and what is happening to our country, and the voting will be much different. 2024. Folks, this is President Trump last night. You're listening to this at 1.36 on this Wednesday on the John DePietro Show. John DePietro Show. I do want to point out that in the midterms, my endorsement success rate was 232 uh-huh. wins and only 20. 20- Let me skip over that. I want to get to um, Patrick is saying go to the part where he says Nancy Pelosi. Breaking I will, news. Oh, Elder hold Americans. on, folks. Hold on. Again, I, I do want to hear that when he did uh, discuss her. And I think he did say she's leaving the country. All right, here we go. ...of power or are there... Our Carters, they're not their Carters. These are our Carters. And we are coming to take those Carters back. So from now until Election Day in 2024, which will come very quickly, we'll go look at how time flies, look how fast it's all going. I will fight like no one has ever fought before. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy our country from within and likewise protect us all. We want to protect us. We have to be protected from all of those nations out there that are looking to destroy us from 
beyond our shores. There are lots of nations that hate us gravely. And that's the problem when they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, and we don't use it because we're going to them. It's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. He had a big G20 dinner tonight. Everybody flew over to wherever they flew over. And guess what? He never showed up. They're still looking for him. What's going on? <laughs> I like that. G20. I used to love that. The leaders. They used to make deals for our country yep. like you wouldn't believe. It was one. Give me the next one. Give me the next one. And we got him to stop taking advantage of our country. The, every nation took advantage of our country. We rene renegotiated deals with Mexico and Canada, USMCA. We got rid of the worst trade deal ever made. Ever made. NAFTA, the worst trade deal ever made. That's why the farmers love Trump, because we did a great job, but manufacturers also. And we did a deal. We restructured, we restructured our terrible deal with, terrible deal with Japan. And I did it with... Prime Minister Abe, a great man who, unfortunately, is so sad. He was a great friend of mine, but a great man, loved his country so much. But we restructured and made it a really terrific deal. And with South Korea and so many other countries, and the best of all was what we did to China. Uh, we made an incredible deal, but after COVID, I don't even bother talking about it because the devastation that that caused for the entire world was too much to bear. I will ensure that Joe Biden does not receive four more years in 2020. Our country could not take that. And I say that not in laughter. I say that in tears. Our country could not take four more years. It can only take so much. It's all very fragile to start off with. It can only take so much. In 2020, I received the largest number of votes of any sitting president in history by a lot. And we will do it again, but with even more votes this time. Many have noted that huge gains we have made with Latino voters, and I believe we will set even greater records with this crucial vote in 2024. The Hispanic voter, the Latino voter, has been unbelievable. Great people, very entrepreneurial people, and they want security. And everyone thought when I did the wall, I built the wall, and they thought, oh, that would hurt me with the Hispanic vote. No. It helped me because they understood. They wanted safety. They wanted security. They, and they understood the border better than anybody else. So they were amazed that we started that trend and now we're continuing with that trend. You look at what we've done in Florida, what everybody's doing now in Florida and Texas, along the border in Texas. Right. Every single community. I won. Every, every single community. Governor of Texas called. Great gentleman. Just got reelected. And uh, he said to me, I'd like to talk to you for a second. Well, he said, you've done something that nobody else has done. You've won every single area along the borders. It's the longest yep. since Reconstruction. I said, Reconstruction? I guess you call that the Civil War? That's what I call it? That's what I call it. Governor Abbott, very good man, and he's working hard. But it's horrible because what's happening is they're just sending hundreds of thousands of people right through his state, right through Arizona, right through all of the states. What's happening is they're coming up all of the states. And we can't have it anymore. This campaign will be about issues, vision, and success. 
And we will not stop. We will not quit until we've achieved the highest goals and made our country greater than it has ever been before. And we can do that. We can do it. victory will be built upon big ideas, bold ambitions, and daring dreams for America's future. We need daring dreams. It is not enough merely to complain or oppose. We don't want to be critics. We don't want to be complainers. I never wanted to be a critic. I never respected critics. They tell people what's wrong, but they can't do it themselves. We will win because we will fight with every measure of our strength and with every ounce of our energy to... Folks, again, good afternoon. I, I think, um, uh, you know, listen, it, it's a different time. He, um, meaning for President Trump, it's it, everything can't be the escalator, right? I mean, it just, everything, it can't be the escalator. That was a moment in time, and it was so unexpected. And even then, you still hear people that mention what he, what he, he didn't say. And the way they they heard it a certain way, <clears throat> and that's that's you know, um, that's that's not how it it came out, and that they they still hold it against him. So it, this is going to be, it's it's going to be a different type of campaign, and I I don't understand the people. That somehow think it's like a shoe in and he's, you know, definitely in. And as I said, that someone, um, I, I, I saw someone that put, oh, you know, he's going to win on a landslide. I mean, it, it didn't, if you still think that, <clears throat> you're not paying attention to look at how Chuck Schumer is saying, let's, let's let, Let's give him uh, amnesty to all these to all these illegals. I I don't anyone that just thinks like it's going to be a landslide. I I I am not convinced he's going to make it out of the Republican primary. I'm not. Um, it it it's it's too wide open. This we know about President Trump. Hear me out at one forty four. What we know is he has a very strong base. Question is, to me, is can he build beyond that base? Can he, in 2016, he had Democrats voting for Trump. In This is going to be a Republican primary. He had independents voting for him. He had President Trump or people into the party who either never voted or were lukewarm Republicans, or were Democrats, and it, it, it's tough to it's tough to catch lightning in a bottle like that. It is. It would be a long road. Now he was calm last night, but I just wonder how is he going to be when it's going to start to get bumpy? And it is. And I also just wonder. Uh, how how is President Trump going to respond when he's going to be on a debate stage and other Republicans are going to take some shots at him? And I think there are some people. For instance, I think Chris Christie really will get under his skin. I think he'll be 
annoyed by the fact that the former governor of New Jersey is going to be challenging him and be on the same debate stage. And I think he's going to be very dismissive. Um, I know everyone's talking about Governor DeSantis. And there are some donors that are breaking off. We haven't seen DeSantis on a Republican debate stage. All right, so he did well and he blew out Charlie Crist. But that's that's when we'll know it's real. That That's... That's when you'll will know that it's real when when he can handle that. Because I, I still think President Trump's going to be surprised. Now, think of this just for a moment. Governor McKee, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, he was insulted at how Ashley Kalis treated him on the debate stage. Think of how President Trump is going to react with some of the members of the Republican Party that are going to be pretty aggressive with him on, on the debate stage. And they don't they don't have, you know, who who knows how they're going to um, going to, I should say, how they're going to kind of, I don't want to say go after him, but attack him. I also notice right now it is 147. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, I noticed that the Warwick police did put out a statement on Facebook on the Charlotte Lester case, the missing person case of Charlotte Lester, the woman who was last seen Monday night, May 16th. And it is um, it is amazing that it's been that it's been six months, six months already. So I want to also just mention what exactly they put out. Today marks six months since Charlotte Lester, 45 years old, of Warwick, disappeared from the Appenog section of the city. Her disappearance is an active investigation. We're asking the public to share her photo, encourage anyone with credible information to come forward. Last seen the evening of Monday, May 16th, in the area of Arnold's Neck Drive in Staples Avenue. On, on May 18th, Wednesday, her dog, Chloe, was found abandoned in the area of Elmwood Avenue. So Monday night, last time she, she, she was seen, 10 o'clock at night, going up the hill to Staples. The dog was found two nights later, abandoned area of Elmwood Avenue, and that's that uh, park. Her vehicle was discovered the Monday at Kent Hospital. Family and friends have not seen or heard from her since. If you know... If you or someone you know has information, contact the Warwick Police Department. So it still goes on. And as as people people know, folks, um, what they left out is that where they sat for a full month, which was at that house, 29 Staples Avenue. And then we know that the situation with the lawnmower man with the orange ski mask so but that is um that is interesting that they are promoting it i'm glad you know obviously six months later that they that they are doing that so now someone also asked me are there any updates regards to that that bizarre trooper story everyone in law enforcement 
is buzzing about. Also, this story broke today. North Providence High School freshman was arrested. Brought a BB bun, uh, gun to school, but it was in the form of a pistol. A Glock pistol. He didn't threaten anyone. Someone told authorities they did the right thing. That he did have this BB gun. They pulled the student out of class. They questioned him. Do you have it in your locker or in your backpack? And he did. Again, why Why anyone would be bringing that, I don't understand. I don't know. So, But the Lester case um, certainly um, continues. So I, I recognize, you know, the, the Trump announcement, it was early. He did, supposedly he was going to announce it the night before the election, and he didn't. He compromised. And then the next thing you know, um, he said, uh, then they'll do it in a week. So I'm curious to then find out who has his ear. That's what I'm curious about. We, We know that. President Trump, he he made it through the Republican primary in 2016. And you think back then, I mean, he had um, Corey Lewandowski, then they threw out him, and then they brought in Paul Manafort, and then he got tossed, and it it was really Steve Bannon, seemingly, and Kellyanne Conway. And Steve Bannon has said that Rice Priebus also played a, a big part of that and a big role in that. So, but but I, I'm curious on that as to who has his ear right now. Um, it could be Jason Miller. It could be. could be Boris putting the team back together. They, that was, you know, I thought that he had a good night at Mar-a-Lago. It's not easy what they're trying to, what they're trying to pull off. And, um... And it seemed like it went, you know, that it went well. So it wasn't a, I, I don't know if they're, they're going to have home runs out of the park. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to, to do that. I think a lot has changed since the, I, the expectation level. It's, it's tough to, to do that. It's tough to do that because everything he does will be then compared to, will be compared to, uh, what happened in 2016 and then even 2020 and that that's that's um that that's that's tough to live up to because then last night people were saying well how come how come he didn't do this in a rally why is just having the the small element of it I, I I think I don't know if there's any right way I mean it seemed intimate the room looked great he actually I mean I think President Trump physically looked very good Seem to be kind of enjoying himself. I mean, it, it's got to be tough just because of the the legal challenges that have been talked about. But all in all, I mean, it wasn't the greatest night ever. I don't know if it needs to be. I'm, he any poll that's done, he comes out high out of the box, and now it's going to be if he can move back in and start to get I. And I know we're way ahead on that, but some of the um, independents and 
and Democrats. But a long way to go. As I said, I'll, I'll be more curious and pay more attention to this when, when we see them on a debate. I want to see how he's going to handle it. I also want to, once again, folks, it's one fifty-three. It's Wednesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. And I want to give credit to the the, uh, the Valley Breeze. This story, Lombardi and Fossacy split and governor ticket won't tear them apart. It was just posted today. And it and everybody's on the record. And it happened to, to be like what led to Dick Fossa, who I know and respect, former mayor of North Providence, chief of staff at Charlie Lombardi. What led him to do that Democrats for Ashley Kalison event. And according to the Valley Breeze, it sounds like it had less to do with her and more for his complete dislike with Gov- for Governor McKee. So there was an, um, a, according to the Valley Breeze now, there was a, a fundraiser earlier this year for North Providence Mayor Charlie Lombardi. Governor McKee showed up and... Let me just read this part. He supported Helena Folks in her primary, but likely wouldn't have if not for a prior confrontation with McKee that soured him on the governor. So they talk about um, how there was this this fundraiser and a McKee aide came up to Fossa and asked him three times to come speak with the governor. He was in a, a confrontational, heated argument with two people from North Providence at this Mayor Lombardi fundraiser. So Foss is saying the first time, I'll be over in a minute. And then asked him three times, will you please get over here? So when he did finally go over, Foss said he said to the two men, all right, that's enough. Leave Governor McKee alone, trying to defuse the situation, so to speak. Telling the governor, don't, don't worry, they're just political people from North Providence. But apparently, according to Fossa, he said that Governor McKee turned around to him, pointed at the two men as a walk away and said, I'm not taking any of his blank. I'm not taking of any of his blank. And then turned to Fossa and said, no, I'm not taking any of your blank. And Fossa tells the Valley Breeze, I wanted to punch him right in the mouth. Since that day, Dick Fossa said he walked away from McKee on multiple occasions and told him and his aides, never, don't ever look at me again. That was the last straw. Uh, Governor McKee, I don't believe, commented on this. So now I, I would think now that Governor McKee's been elected, I would think there's going to be some kind of is there any way let's let's work this out and hash this out. And it it's interesting that it didn't happen prior to this. Now maybe there were attempts. Maybe there were attempts from Mayor Lombardi to try to work this out. Maybe there were attempts from the McKee side. But one of the other people mentioned in the story is our friend Shane from Senator Revival. And he they don't fully identify, but that night I attended that Democrats for Ashley event and there were the people from North Providence there. So it sounds like there was more to this um, behind the scenes. Now another folks big story, big local story that has hit locally is if you remember that Providence police officer, his name was John Lugo. And he was arrested. He had to, uh, he was initially running for lieutenant governor. Then he switched to just, he was going to run for state senate. 
And he was arrested in this altercation with this Jennifer Rourke who was running. And it was this video that was edited and doctored and slowed down and in slow motion showed him slapping her. And now we're seeing, um, well, he, he went to trial on it and it was a bench trial and the judge tossed it. Providence police officer acquitted in the assault case. So they're saying, they're all saying punched. If you watch the video, it was more like a slap. But the the judge said it it was a melee. It was a few seconds. He was off duty. He was justified to try to maintain public order. Showed Rourke held him back as he approached the identified man. Um, Struck her with an open hand. (laughs) Um... It, it, but look at the damage that was done. I'm also seeing, they say, the assault was caught on video by Globe reporter and local reporter Bill Bartholomew, who works for WPRO as his own podcast. I, I think I think Lugo's going after both of them. Well, it, it's already kind of been, his attorney, Dan Griffin, said he was railroaded. Shouldn't have been arrested in the first place. So the Providence police are saying, nope, we, we want him fired. But he still has not been fired. Um, but boy, that video in slow motion is, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I know that people are upset that he, he got off, but it happened. Folks, at 159, this, but that's a big story locally. This portion of the program, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. It's 159. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Folks, it's John DePietro. President Trump is in the race. Enjoy this Wednesday. I see the sun coming. WNRI, Winsocket.